and you'll know where it started. <laughs> Welcome to Cinematic Dissonance, podcast where we pitch a bitch about movies. My name is Mark. I'm Krista. Jason. And I'm Cindy. I think we're getting. Worse I'm sorry. At this. No, I let I let Krista hanging because I didn't get what she was saying right away, <laughs> and now I think it's very funny. It's a callback <laughs> to a conversation that happened before we started recording. So we are doing a series right now on podcast or on movies, not on podcasts. <laughs> On movies that are recorded right here in the Couve. No. And by recorded, yeah. you mean filmed, filmed. right? <laughs> and by the Couve, we mean Vancouver. <laughs> I'm trying to get this Couve thing going and Mark's on no. board, which I'm happy about. <laughs> Mark's Gross. sleeping on the couch Look, tonight. If you, for all our, our non-Vancouver listeners, which is actually most of them, uh, Vancouver, we like to call it the Couve here. No, Nobody we likes don't. To call Nobody it the does that. that is a lie. I love to call it that. <laughs> so one person. So one minimum. person. <laughs> Although Mark's coming around, so uh, we've yeah. doubled. <laughs> you know, the thing is, uh, before we get into the movie we watched today, I do want to just because this is a going to be a very Vancouver centric episode. Because despite the movie that we watched, which was Rumble in the Bronx, the <laughs> Jackie Chan classic. This movie is probably the most Vancouver movie we watched so far. Yes. And probably the most Vancouver movie I've seen in in at least recent memory. Because mm-hmm. uh, holy shit, uh, our fingerprints are all over this movie. Our landmarks, our buildings. Our like, street signs. <laughs> our buses. <laughs> our hovercraft. Our Woodward's Isn't building. Our hovercraft? I'm pretty sure that's the hovercraft that... You see a case, used to see. I don't. I haven't seen it in a long time. I you, feel like our hovercraft is red and white, but I guess they, they could have paint painted jobs. it. Do we have a hovercraft. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the Coast Guard that has a if hovercraft. You, if you here. go to Steveston oh. every now and then, you will see um, them practicing with their hovercraft. I guarantee huh. you that was probably a Coast Guard hovercraft. They're not yeah. gonna fucking buy, buy a their hovercraft own hovercraft. <laughs> they here. get it rented. I mean, that probably paid for upkeep for years on that fucking thing. Yeah, totally. Except they ripped it. Or no, they pretended, they pretended to, rip to rip it, and then they put some tape over it. It was great. But, so here's the thing. It, being in Vancouver, we don't have a great nickname for our city. And recently, there's been, and by recently, I mean like the past 10 years, there's been this like concerted effort for people to call it Van City. Yeah, that's which what I was going to yeah. say. is fucking yeah. lame for two reasons. One, there's a bank here that's been called Credit Van Union. City. <laughs> Credit Union, whatever. Same difference. <laughs> Lefty bank. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's been here for like ever so whenever i hear van city yeah. i just think of like oh i gotta go to the atm the van city atm and second of all it really feels like they're trying to make vancouver more like street Which and we yeah. are not no i mean we've had some good hip-hop acts come out of canada or out of vancouver but they all go somewhere else because <laughs> it's like that's not vancouver that's not our that's not our deal here. So uh, we're trying to make the Couve stick. No. The no, Couve. No. I would much rather go with Van City. Nope. You'll kind of come around to this. No. Uh, it just sounds terrible. So That's why it's great. So to our listeners in the States, you got to help us with this. you got to no. start calling it the Couve. Do not. Hell yeah. So this movie, it was my pick to pick this movie. And... I rem- I think this was the first Jackie Chan movie I ever saw. It was either this or I think Operation Condor. I remember him in a snowsuit and I think he fights in an aquarium. <laughs> it's it's been a long time. But like 
I remember being blown away by this movie, realizing that it was in Vancouver, and then seeing the like North Shore Mountains. I only remember seeing them one time. But like fucking New York does not uh, have mountains to anyone that watched no. this movie. No, no, they do not. There's a lot of mountains in this movie, too. And it's not just like mountains behind the skyline, which is like the typical Vancouver shot. Anytime you see a picture of the city, it's always the skyline with mountains in the background. Yeah. Because that's the best view of the city. Yeah. Um, But like it was also there were scenes that like took place in the mountains. (laughs) Yeah. He was definitely golfing (laughs) Golfing somewhere in in, like North Vancouver, maybe or something like that. It was either North Vancouver. It might have even been Whistler. Mm. To, or, to be or fair, Squamish. like it, it's pretty hard to film in Vancouver and not catch the mountains. That's not true. You can Doctor film, Who did it, I think. Yeah, and you can <laughs> you can film like uh, it's like it on a on cloudy location. day. Yeah, cloudy day or like you face can, the other way, face south. Yeah, exactly, face south, or go out to like Delta or or somewhere like that. We have like a big flat, like swampy area, which is where we all live. And yep. if you just go out there, you know, the mountains are so far in the distance. Yeah, but then there's no buildings. And remember, this was, what, 96? 96. So, like, 95, 94, were there that many buildings in all of these other locations the- that you named that could make it look like the Bronx? <laughs> no, That's absolutely true. not. <laughs> yeah, and this seems to be, like, mostly downtown Vancouver and kind of Chinatown. And then the outside of his apartment is the um is in New West. The same street, if you've watched the second Twilight movie and Bella gets on that weird guy's motorcycle and is driving, exact same street. The Bronx, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's called Front Street. <laughs> yeah. And it goes right along the water in New West, which is technically the oldest city. Uh used to be the provincial capital here, mm-hmm. giving you a little bit of a history lesson. <laughs> uh it's it's a very old city on a hill. Uh and by very old I mean very old by West Coast North American standards, so like 1860s. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. But yeah, it is used a lot in movies for like, especially that area for like a really kind of gritty sort of place, which actually fits because New West is kind of a grittier place. Yeah. It's a very working class town and Front Street in particular, like there's graffiti everywhere. You have uh, you have the, the, the key above you. Uh, and you have the bridge there, so you it does look like a super urban sort of thing. What's funny about it, though, is if you turn the camera the other way from the building, you look across to Surrey, and all you see is trees. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no... It, it is not super urban area yeah. out there. Um, there's, like, it, some train tracks, yeah, and then just some water and trees. And- yeah, it's just... It's, uh, it's, it's kind of interesting how they... they kind of shoot that so tightly and it just makes it look like it did really sell the kind of gritty urban decay of new york that was a very diplomatic way of describing new west as a shithole yeah (laughs) hey okay in new west thing it's gotten a lot better and it actually played as small town forks in twilight the street (laughs) up where they go have a movie theater which is also a strip club which i thought was (laughs) so one of the last times we were in new west i think it was we were just driving back through new west from coquitlam because i think we went and saw a show at the casino and we were driving i believe along front street and mark turns to me and goes you know, New West is really cleaned up. It's really a lot nicer around here. And oh, no, there's a guy getting curb stomped. Literally 
curb stomped. That wasn't Front Street, but yes, that no. did absolutely happen. <laughs> we were driving down, and when I mean curb stomped, I mean literally- like His head was on the curb, yes. and they were stomping on it. Wow. So, the U.S. hasn't changed that much. Not that much. <laughs> I, I was about to say, like, oh, they're, they're really cleaning up the area, mm. but- uh, Why don't you check out Queen's Park after dark? <laughs> They've only got a video Slowly game store that I care about. Yeah, they have two video game stores there. There's one that's terrible. One, one that's, that's great, really good. and then one that smells like Easy Mac. Which one smells <laughs> like Easy Mac? The one that's like the I don't one know. The one where great. all the inventory is just like all over the fucking floor, and like they had the fucking Pikachu. Um, there's one that's like in the nice area where all the antique shops is. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. there's the game other deals. one that's like off. Oh, in more of a th- residential-ish area. Yeah, I think it's in Sapperton. Seriously, huh. the inventory is just in boxes all over the floor. They have some stuff on shelves. It reeks like Easy Mac in there. Huh. They had one of those, the Pikachu, like Tamagotchi knockoffs. And I asked the guy like how much it was. And he's like, I don't know. Mm, I don't know, like, I don't know, 50 bucks. I'm like, do you not even know what you have and like how much things are worth and like, <laughs> I don't know if that's a deal because See, you should have gone. Selling me all right, it. how about five? And then he would have mm-hmm. offered you ten, and you would have gotten <laughs> a great deal. I did get Mortal Kombat for the Sega Genesis for like five bucks, brand new in the box. The See, manual is still great? crisp. Yeah, I'm never gonna go back there again. The odor. Yeah, <laughs> it was pretty bad. This so, is getting real inside yeah, we baseball. Should, sorry, fuck that shop. <laughs> let's let's talk about the movie. I will say this is one of the favorite movies we've watched on the podcast in a while like out of picks we've seen some shit in theaters it's been amazing but like this movie is so fucking fun and holds up i was very concerned about like it was gonna get very racist especially when the uncle's like fiance or bride-to-be shows up i'm like oh this is not gonna be okay it's a Hong Kong film, so, I mean, it's only racist towards white people. Yeah, but it wasn't even racist towards white people. Yeah. It was pretty it was pretty kind to everybody. Everyone yeah. came off fine. The gang I mean, was... everybody's a caricature of, like, you know, a stereotype, but... My very favorite thing in this movie is the thing from, like, the late 80s and early 90s when... Every gang was this weird multicultural group, and they were all a little Mad Max. Yeah, I liked the um the rope lights on the go kart. Yeah, like what? Yeah, I love that little like doom buggy they had. Yeah. They're cruising around, and that was really fun. Yeah, look, I grew up in the nineties. I don't remember street gang gangs driving around in dune buggies. I don't remember street gangs. I was born in Ladner, so there was like douchebags running around starting shit, but they weren't really a gang per se. No, yeah, you're right. We were sheltered suburban boys. Yeah. They yeah. grew up in Surrey. Did you see street gangs in fun uh, light up They did cars? not have fun light up cars. <laughs> oh. I mean... Movies lying to us yet again. Uh, Setting unrealistic expectations. I love, as well as the story, like, he fucking shows up in Vancouver, or shows up in the Bronx, and he's going to hang out with his uncle for the wedding. He's helping out at the store, which the uncle's about to sell. And then he borrows a limousine for the movie, for the wedding, that there's a street race going on. And the street race, it was very fun to watch because I knew what was going to happen. And, like, first of all, it's girls. That's great because usually that would be guys. But they race down to the end of the street. Then they try, then they dirt bike up over the hoods of all the cars to, like, race back to the beginning. And that's very fun. 
Like, it's just a... F- like, every set piece in this movie is very fun. Yeah. It, I All the set pieces were great. Uh, I was saying, you know, this movie doesn't have a great plot, but it has it's a It's not pretty, a bad plot. No, it's, it's pretty tight. tight. Yeah. It is exactly what it needs to be, mm-hmm. and they don't... And they go through with the entire plot, which is... It, it takes a weird divergence in the middle where all of a sudden there's like a diamond deal goes wrong Whatever, that's it unrelated works. to everybody in the movie so totally far. They got involved. They got involved. They needed to up the stakes and that was one way to up the stakes. No, I think that's great though because like that's the classic Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan doesn't look for trouble. Trouble finds him and then he has to stumble his way out of it. Which, okay, this movie really made me miss the whole Jackie Chan... I'm doing incredible crazy stunts, but I just look like I'm barely stumbling through it. When he's clearly not barely stumbling through it, but he's so good at making him kind of look like a, whoa, I can't believe I did that. It's like, yeah. you fucker, you know you can do like 10 backflips and then climb up a fence and have a motorcycle <laughs> go between your legs after jumping through the moonroof of a car. <laughs> well, and that is the best thing about these movies is you get that great shot at the the great montage at the end where you're like, here's him doing all those stunts, and here's like breaking his foot. Here's all doing these people getting thing. terribly hurt. <laughs> oh man, some of those falls were oh, really bad. Rough. Yeah. Which is something I was thinking when we were watching it because I remembered there was the montage at the end, but Jackie Chan tends to shoot his movies where it's like people are just getting fucking hurt, mm-hmm. and they pay their stunt people well enough to like you're gonna take the hit, mm-hmm. and you actually see them in this movie like people are getting hurt. Yeah, I don't know if it happens that much on a modern set, mm-hmm. or if it was just like something related to the time, or they're just like, no, we're working with Jackie Chan. Fuck it, we're gonna play. Let's go. Yeah, but Jackie Chan was kind of a it, at least in North America, he was a nobody at this point. Like th- those people, you I get don't away know with a lot when uh, you're not like big names. I and... think this might have been the movie where he like because I this is the first movie I saw, so it might have been the one that's like, hey, here's this guy, look at him, he's in North America. Yeah, it was interesting to see. So this was a a, a Hong Kong movie uh, with a Hong Kong production company, and all the lines in it were dubbed, but clearly some of the actors. We're just speaking English the whole time. All the cops and shit were clearly just from Vancouver. Yeah, and the yeah. The, the kid, the little kid that was in the wheelchair. And I think Nancy. Yeah. The sister. Yeah, definitely. They were all speaking English the whole time. Uh, and you could see, like, their mouths matched the ADR, even though it was still ADR, and it was clearly not their voices. Uh, but everyone else, uh, like, it must have been really interesting to watch the original one. I almost want to do that now and <laughs> yeah. just see, like, how much of it is dubbed or how much of it is subbed like i've seen a lot of hong kong movies i'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination but i have noticed that a lot of hong kong movies they don't shy away from using a second language yeah they they will uh, i i guarantee you in the hong kong version everybody who speaks english is just speaking english and you get just get subs you just get subs in chinese and that's that's just normal. Yeah, I will say I'm very happy that this movie was fucking dubbed because I couldn't imagine trying to watch a Jackie Chan action flick and having to like look away from the action. Yeah, but there's no talking during the, or there's no talking during the action, right? So you'd be good on that. Um, and the other thing that they actually did really well in the dub in this movie, surprisingly well, was they injected Cantonese when it needed to be, when they need yeah. to be there, because there were certain lines and stuff because. 
clearly Jackie Chan's character is supposed to be speaking Cantonese the whole time. And there's certain times where somebody goes like, what did he just say? And he always goes back to Cantonese at that point beforehand. Like it's they, and it doesn't feel unnatural. Like they just surprisingly good localization job for this movie. It, It was really nice to see. It probably helps a lot when your star is also able to do his own. And he's very obsessive about his movies, so it makes sense that like he'd have a good idea of what it should sound like. And dubbing everybody, even if they were in English, like spoke English or not, was a good call. I know because it kept the consistency of the sound and quality of the sound. Yeah, and also mm. kind of like the lips are slightly off, so it's harder to notice that you've just dubbed some of the people. Yeah, that, that's a really good point. Um, the only th- time it really bugged me was with uh, Jackie Chan's uncle. Because <laughs> like that was clearly a white guy doing a really bad Chinese accent, and it just felt a little weird. Uncomfortable. You know, I don't know if Uncle did his own. Yeah, he he might have. If but it just it, it did, didn't seem right because his weird. English is a very Hong Kong English. That's very Hong Kong English. Like it's it's almost British, but not, and. And he's been in like North America for a while, so it's a it's a very Hong Kong English that that he speaks, and it, so I don't. That's why I don't think it's a white guy doing a bad Chinese accent. But I I don't know. I ta- we'd have to find the original version and watch and see. it. Yeah. Yeah. What I did feel very weird about the story in this one mm-hmm. is that right away he shows up in town mm-hmm. and he meets a woman. Mm-hmm. And they have that kind of cute thing where he doesn't know there's the two-way mirror and he's kind of like goofing off in front of the mirror. Then he realizes it and it feels like they have a moment. She's immediately not a concern for basically the rest of the movie. Like she shows up a couple of times. It's like, no, there's this younger, hotter girl here and she's just going to be the romantic <laughs> There's like this. this kind of almost love triangle that just does not resolve in any way but also at the same time that's fine i didn't care and the girls were friends in the end yeah everybody got along i cared more about the action oh for sure it just felt very weird that i'm like you set this up and then you just kind of drop it although she doesn't but it's really like i feel bad for it's like all right fine well i just feel bad for her in general (laughs) she she gets the shit (laughs) of the sick this entire movie she buys this fucking grocery store oh man you get promises that this guy's nephew that she bought it from is going to help her out. The guy helps her one day and then fucks off. And then the, the store gets trashed twice. And it, then pulled the fuck down. Yeah. And he that was so fucking that good. That scene was hilarious, though. All the chains. And it just fits the right amount. It goes to the right level of cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And those when it gets pulled down, she's still sitting there sitting on the on toilet. The <laughs> Which leads me to the, the thing that I liked most about this movie is that because it was a Hong Kong flick, it's filmed and directed as a Hong Kong flick. So even the North American actors mm-hmm. are doing it in the over-the-top Hong Kong action movie style, yeah, which just fits it so fucking well, and they're really good at it. Yeah, like surprisingly, like their facial expressions and like the over-animation of their arms and stuff like that, like it's is great. You know what I th- why I think it works so well and kind of works the same is because they hire all stunt at like all of the main actors in the gang those were all stunt guys so they're not 
probably very good actors to start with because they're more stunt background stunt people. So it kind of gives them that same vibe to people that don't quite know how to act. So they're going a little over the top and you can kind of coach them in. I bet you they were all probably uh, Hong Kong Kung Fu movies fans too. Mm. Probably. Because that, that, that shit was really, like it wasn't, popular but it was it's popular, popular among in a circle if you yeah. were a fucking yeah. stunt guy oh yeah totally because like you watch those old 90s hong kong kung fu movies you could tell that insurance companies didn't have a big say <laughs> on what those actors <laughs> did i mean jackie chan was the like ultimate guy for that but like all of those movies were like hey let's do really dangle you out of the window for a bit just just go it's fine it's fine. Oh no no, there's no mats. It's okay. Just just don't fall. Like just hold just on and don't fall. If we put <laughs> mats down, they'll be in the shot. Exactly. <laughs> and that is a big thing with a lot of those movies. Just like they didn't have as good like fucking unions to protect them. Yeah. So it's just like, no, we're gonna pay you money. You're gonna take the fucking fall and that's it. I'm sure there was a machismo thing behind it too. Like again, I don't know a lot about it, but I know a little bit about Jackie Chan and there's definitely like a point of pride. Oh absolutely. Behind that. Yeah. And it probably works a lot of the way as well. I can't remember when it was being talked about, but the way old school Hollywood stuntmen did it, where they'd be like, We want you to do this and they'd be like, No that's too dangerous. Like, okay, how much is it going to cost? And then they'd basically just haggle over how much for Their the life fuck- is worth. It, yeah. Basically it's like, well, this is going to hurt me and put me down. So it's going to be this much. And like, okay, here's the money. Go do the thing. <gasps> now uh, it's all like health and safety. Yeah. Can't do that. Like, I still really want to see that Jackie Chan movie that has his most brutal thing where he got the most hurt mm-hmm. when he jumps to this pole. It's in the middle of, it looks like a mall. Mm-hmm. Like essentially, he's like four, three or four stories up. Oh. He grabs onto and slides down, and it's covered in light bulbs. And and it's like <gasps> not LED, like it's oh. like the old school Christmas yeah. light. Oh light my bulbs. god! Slides. and he slides down all the way the down. Strings of lights breaking them. As he was he hospitalized goes. after that one. Oh my god! But how how much of him shot. was open after that? Like yeah, they, they, Jesus. They got the shot, and it was probably a really fucking good shot. It's a very good shot. Well, what, after we're done recording, we will go watch it. I don't know if I can. Holy shit! It's it's super impressive, but uh. on the one hand, I don't want people to be seriously injured or die for my entertainment. <laughs> on the other hand, it looks so good. It really does. Yeah. Holy shit! Like, I forgot what movies looked like without wires yeah. and CG effects. Mm-hmm. Hey, it's really cool looking. It's you know, so cool. You know what movies you guys should go watch? Mm-hmm. The Mission Impossible movies. Mm-hmm. The only actor in fucking town that's doing that shit anymore is Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Like, you see him hanging onto the side of an airplane when it takes off? He was attached to the side of the airplane when it took off. Because, like, he always wants to do some big fucking amazing thing for real. Yeah, there's a difference between that, though, and watching watching Jackie Chan jump up the wall of a chain link fence over the razor True. wire and slide down to the bottom. There's yeah. that that's what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. I'm ta- I'm not talking about like the the danger stunts even though I would even say that the danger stunts in this movie were way more dangerous than anything in Being Mission Impossible. With, uh, sugar glass. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, I'm thinking more like jumping off the roof of one building uh, into the yeah, fire escape of another building. Speaking of which, building. Uh, yep. Tom Cruise did that in the last one or the one before, broke his foot too. <laughs> yep, from one building Didn't to another. Didn't quite make it so he like fucking like planted his foot. Ugh. And, but here's the thing with his 
Jackie Chan in this movie, when he breaks it, he immediately starts rolling because he broke it. In the movie, Tom Cruise breaks his foot, gets up, runs out of frame, then falls over. Because he's fucking crazy. He's a crazy man. Holy shit. To be fair, I think Jackie Chan's crazy, too. But. Yeah. Oh, no. He, he also is. I mean, like, I, I think... One of the I I've seen an interview with him where he was talking about like kind of the the amount of times that they do the stunts to get the shot, and they probably do it like ten fifteen times for that one perfect shot to go through, and every other time you hurt yourself, and he's like that. But that's just what you do. But you what do it for that one perfect time. What kills me though is and in, in the the um the reroll they show the thing where he slides down behind the pinball machine and he gets it pushed up and he hits it, he gets his head crushed between the pinball Aww. machine and the wall i know you can't see the back of the pinball machine and you smash the shit out of it just cut the back out you don't need it doesn't need to hit your head we can't yeah, we never see no, the no, back but, but see he does say that is then your action isn't as real because then he is not going to be no ducking real right Right, he's not going to be ducking right, and so you'll you'll see that come through. And sure, it will seem fine because you only see kind of between his chest and his leg, but his legs will be in the wrong place. Okay, so here I have a way to fix this. You just put a fucking crash mat in the part that you chopped up. It goes up to the line. No, no. So don't here, let it hit you. Here's the thing: Akira Kurosawa had a philosophy. That everything in any of his shots and any of his scenes had to be full. If there was a room that he was filming in, if it was a kitchen, the cupboards would be full of dishes, the uh, the drawers would be full of cutlery. There would be like the 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 normal trappings of day to day life in that room. And the reason you do it is because if that room is empty, if you can, if an actor can go and open up that that cupboard and it's an empty cupboard, then that no longer is a real scene for them to be in. And and this is the same philosophy. If Jackie Chan's doing these stunts and he's sitting there and he's seeing that pinball machine coming at him and he knows there's a crash pad there or it's cut out the back, you're not going to get the same facial expressions. You're not going to get the same reactions. You're not going to get the same movement and the same kind of panic that you see there. It's It's intentional to make him fucking terrified well, then, to do these scenes then here's the then here's actually a problem with that if he's doing it himself it's fine but when he does like similar shit to other stunt people that work there what's the difference between that and steven kubrick and shelly duvall absolutely nothing <laughs> like, yeah. that's horrible you're putting people through hell i'm not endorsing this whatsoever uh, okay. <laughs> i said earlier that i don't like movies where people get severely injured or killed for my entertainment i'm just saying Holy fuck, does it make for an entertaining movie? Yeah, because you watch something like this, or like even newer movies. We mentioned on back when we were watching it, or Raid the Redemption, yes. with real fighting, not fucking around with wireworks and all this other shit. And it just is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can one tell. Has to pretend. You don't have to trick the audience. It's not a magic trick. It, people are just fighting, and you know it. And this is the big thing that I think I wish more movies would do. I don't care if the gang in this movie is the best actors. What I'm going to care about is we need to edit 15 fucking times for one punch to make sure it looks okay. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, there's a lot of longer shots in this, but it doesn't feel slow. It still feels frantic and fast-paced. This movie is fucking 
fast as shit. Yes. It starts off like immediate action. Crazy. And then it just gets even crazier as the movie goes. It does not let up for a second. No, there is no point where it drags. I don't even know how long that movie was. 89 like, minutes. It just, it blew fucking by. Yeah. Yeah. 89, it, but that's a short movie. That is a short movie. It that is. explains it, it. But not only that, is it a short movie? That felt like 20 minutes. Yeah. No, yeah. it just, it was so It's like watching a YouTube fast. video? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and especially for movies from, from like before the let's cut every three quarters of a second you know thing <sighs> that's happened in movies for the mm-hmm. past 20 years like it feels like really modern it just it holds up really well yeah and i think what helps it is that it's very kind-hearted yeah because jackie chan's just like he's the bumbling guy that's just in a bad situation but the evil people are never they're like they're comic book evil they're not real evil like they do that thing where they hit the fucking bottles at him, but they're just like essentially the fucking Foot Clan from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> movie. They're just a bunch of teens doing whatever. Why are they doing it? I don't know. I don't know how they make money. They're I bad think- kids. That's why they, they yeah. rob uh, places. They rob like discount appliance <laughs> stores. Or it's all old shit though. It's that's not like new stuff they're stealing. They're not selling it. I think they're just finding fucking fridges places when people like leave them outside. Them. And they're like, yep, fridge. So these I are mean, just like a bunch of hoarders? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And, but they, have, like, they yeah. have enough money to bet $1,000 on a fucking like race Street across race. cars. Okay. But they aren't two gangs, right? Yes. That was two separate, separate gangs. gangs. You never see the other gang again. <laughs> they're because they're not like at war gangs. They're just like we're gonna, fun. yeah. You're gonna come over. We're gonna do a race. That's how gangs play with each other. It was so fun because I expected a fight to start. I know. <laughs> and they just leave. They're like, all right, we're out of here. It's fair and square. They won. Hey, gangs who took the uh, little baggie of cash? The that they the other from. lady. Yeah, gangs aren't always at war, guys. No. Sometimes gangs are friends. Yeah. This just happens sometimes. It was so fun. Every part of it. I don't remember the uh, thing being so brutal, though, when the baseball bat to the um, uh, the bottle thing. Yeah, that 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 scene was surprisingly, surprisingly brutal. Like, I thought it was really cheesy at first. And then I'm like, wait, no, that's like, that's really nasty. And especially because, like, yeah, they're, they're fake glass bottles. But that would still fucking hurt getting those whipped at you. I'm not sure that all of that blood on him, too, was fake blood. Some of it <laughs> was clearly fake blood, but some of it I was looking at that. I'm like, did he actually get cut open? Probably. Maybe. There was one bottle, too, that hits him that clearly was supposed to break that and didn't, didn't. And it yeah. actually definitely hurt him because you could kind of hear the wump and he just was like, you could see the look on his face of like, like oh, keep going. The one that hit him in the nuts. <laughs> there's one that hit him in the head as well. Yeah, no, there's oh, one that yeah, hit him yeah, in the yeah. head where it kind of, like, he it clearly he was break, shocked yeah. that it didn't break. With him willing to get hurt, there's also a possibility. He's like, here's all the sugar glass. Here's, here's a couple the real of- one. Do not tell me when they're coming. Just huck them. So it's <laughs> just like, <laughs> get the real reaction of him, like, freaking yeah. out. <gasps> oh, it's so good. Can we talk about the fight choreography? Sure. Because And now I'm going to go into a rant about new movies. Because one thing that I hate that new movies do is they slow mo fights. So you can, and I get it. So you can see everything 
in the fight. You you know, slow-mo punch and dodge and that sort of stuff. I find it way more impressive when it's just like a million fast moves in a row. And by the Mm -hmm. time you figure it out what's going on, there's one guy on the ground. And this movie had that all the fucking time. And it's so entertaining because it just blows past you. And all of a sudden you're like, holy shit, he did just like knock the fuck or that guy the fuck out. Like it's. But, oh, but the thing it. is, like, with with these kind of fight scenes, we actually, like, we can keep track as an audience member. You can keep track of all the action, and you you know what happened, even though it, though it's happening really fast, because it happened, because they actually punched each other. Um, the, the issue with a lot of uh, choreographed um, fight scenes now is because they don't punch each other, and they count on the cuts so then it doesn't make a lot of sense because the strikes aren't where it's supposed to be like our minds are pretty good at putting together and it's hard to trick so Mm. how do you do how do you show a hit without hitting somebody slow-mo and and that's that's what people do instead and it's not as good yeah they, they do it more as a painting now than as an actual like I wouldn't even call this realistic because it's not realistic, no. but it's it's realistic in the same sense as like WWE's realistic. And that there's yeah. a lot of skill involved in it where there's no skill involved in a slow-mo choreographed fight. Yeah, I blame Phantom Menace. <laughs> I, I think Was it's there a, slow-mo in No, but I blame Menace? Phantom Menace for like the over-choreographed, uh, unrealistic-looking fight that's more of a painting than a fight. Um, so like Ray Park actually doing some shit and then poor fucking um, Ewan McGregor and uh, what's like his pro puncher just like, uh, uh, oh no. Yeah, yeah, that was, those fights look so <laughs> bad now. It looks so bad. And a lot of it also can probably go back to like Crouching Tiger as well because that movie mm-hmm. like blew up everywhere and then it's like no this is now what all these movies are like yeah you, you get into a bit of it in the Matrix too wasn't yeah. there a bit of the Matrix, slowdown and like yeah. change the camera angle so you can see the hit from another the Matrix was the first one to do that yeah I bet you it was the uh, yeah it's probably the Matrix it was so big you know and it's funny that those because when those came out at the time like those were revolutionary like that was really cool to see that mm-hmm. in a fight scene but now all i want is just like i think that's why i mean ong back's old now yeah but i think that's why ong back did so well because like it was right back to the roots <laughs> yeah right into the middle of like this over choreographed stuff there was like a back to roots movie that was just like brutal kind of like classically done kung fu fight scenes. There was actually a weight to the punches. That that's the one that bugs me the most. Actually, I don't think it's punches. I think it's kicks. The kicks in modern movies and people go flying and like just with everything with the wires and the slow motion, it just it doesn't feel like there's any weight to anything. <laughs> it feels like bad CGI. But, you know, I don't need a guy to go flying. He can just fall immediately to the ground. If I feel like there's weight behind that kick, I'm going to win. You but only go flying in this movie when you get hit. By <laughs> <a> fucking <laughs> hovercraft. <laughs> Which is Boy! <laughs> okay, a guy hitting the tree. Got but, but this is why you guys have to watch uh, John Wick. Because yeah. John Wick is fast, it is brutal, and none of the f- like fussy stuff. Yeah, all yeah. the gunfights like it. It's obviously a little cranked up and yeah. a little unrealistic, but it's the but most it's, realistic of yeah. those. Like every punch, every kick also, feels like weighted. weighted. Yeah. yeah, 
I have mentioned it. Have you guys seen Raid Redemption? No. Because fucking watch Raid Redemption. It's. Did you like the story of Dread? Because mm. it's just that. Yeah, They're climbing yeah. up a building to get to the bad guy at the top. But holy fuck, is it good? That was a uh, an Armageddon Deep Impact situation too, wasn't it? Like they came out, yeah, pretty close, pretty to, each close other. to each uh, other. Or a Rumble in the Bronx and Fargo fucking wood chipper situation. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's crazy. Like there's got to be something in the air there about wood chippers. <laughs> I yeah. mean, what else do you do with wood chippers? It could also put a just, human in them. <laughs> it could also just be that like. They were in Vancouver and were a pretty wooded area. Maybe they saw a wood chipper. They're like, like, hey. An idea. They, they were filming in that area and they found the wood chipper. The fuck Wait. is that noise? Don't turn that off. Wait, rent it for a day. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uh, just clued in for me, though. So the bad guys, the diamond heisters, yeah. throw the gangster through the wood chipper. The gangster that survives then scoops the goop into a bunch of garbage bags and brings it back oh. to gang headquarters no, no, to no. show everybody. See, that's not what I thought happened. So as they dragged the other guy through, they had a bag on the other side. There's no scooping anybody up. But they show the wood chips splattering all over the guy's face. Yeah. So therefore, when they put the gangster through the wood chipper, yeah. he's splattering all over the ground. Yeah, there was so no... So his buddy has to clean him into a bag to bring him with him yeah, I think back that's to the what, headquarters. That's fucking cool, that's though. fucked oh. up. No, I, I feel like they scooped it and made him carry it back as this a warning. This is a warning. Take this back. Yeah, here, or, take these bags. Alternatively, there is another option there. They fed him through to about the waist, and then they pulled him back ah. out. And they're like, <laughs> take him. Oh, gross. Oh, man. But why is Wait, why is that bags? grosser? <laughs> I well, wish Tom Savini got some work on this movie. Oh, oh, God, that would be great. <laughs> I know. They got down just past the groin. Two legs. Uh. One in each. Uh. You know, you don't want to rip the bag when you're carrying it. Legs can be heavy. <laughs> that that was like a surprisingly brutal scene for this <laughs> right? movie. The, and, and this movie has some weird parts in it because like at the beginning, they go out of their way not to swear. Yeah. Like they say shoot at one point when the guy <laughs> clearly should have said shit and like are kind of avoiding swearing. And then all of a sudden the wood chipper scene happens. And you're like, wow, that's like really brutal for this movie. And then they well, start swearing after and, that. And at one point when they were throwing glass bottles at him, that scene ends with like one of the guys wanting to shoot him. And then the leader going like, oh, that's too far now. Now you've no, gone no, no. too far. No, it. It was like they were going to shoot him first. It was like, no, we're going to play with him first. Then they do all that. Then then, then they were going to shoot him. The girl was the one that stopped them, though. She's like, whoa, fucking chill the I know. fuck and out. And then her boyfriend was like, yeah, chill the fuck out. So, you know, that gang leader is pretty cool with getting his lady stolen. <laughs> right? Like in a movie, you I expect mean, the. He beat him fair and square. Yeah. They had a showdown. He won. That's Listen, the... I'm not. I don't own her. She's not my fucking property. <laughs> yeah, this movie is also surprisingly progressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The women in it have agency. Yeah, I mean, uh, not that one she... that owns this grocery no, store. No, no. <laughs> she, she's not. Hey, Everyone she else, owns though. She a grocery store. She does. And she's like a shrewd businesswoman. Like, yeah. she negotiated the price down. I mean, if it wasn't for Jackie Chan, no trouble, <laughs> there would have been no trouble. Oh, my God. Fucking Jackie Chan. God damn. Just also, I'm surprised it didn't go the way that like a lot of movies do now, where she just gets mad at him. Like, 
you know, they could have stolen some, like, what, $50 worth of merchandise, maybe? Like, how much damage did beating them up and, like, kicking across shit? lead to yeah. this. Yeah. But even just him beating them up, they were knocking shit over. Assuming all he those threw Pepsi threw the guys through the Pepsi can. <laughs> through the empty Pepsi can <laughs> display. But I'm assuming those are supposed to be full. A lot of those are broken now. Mm-hmm. Just saying, you know. Well, you sell the dented ones for 50 cents. <laughs> No, with a candy bar being 50 cents, you probably have to sell fine. it for a quarter. You sell it for a nickel. Yeah, All right? You sell the dented ones for a nickel. It's fine. God. So, like, I want to get into uh, filming locations. I was going to say, when are we going to talk about all the Vancouver. awesome scenes where we were sitting there the going Coove? like, where is that? <laughs> so, the one that we did that the most with... Uh, in near the end of this movie, um, they're clearly there is one point where they're clearly on Granville Island at the restaurant. I'm pretty sure it's the restaurant Bridges, which has a big patio that overlooks False Creek. I don't think that was Bridges because the patio is very small and it is just off of a kind of um, kind of like in more industrial area. It was it 25 was, years ago. It no, was, I know, but, but it I did look like, like one of the tops of one of the houseboats. Yeah, like more th- more like a marina that they just kind of set up a little gazebo. Well, no, <laughs> but the marina, the the air, mar- I I found out where the marina is. I was gonna get to that point because <sighs> that that restaurant clearly wasn't in the same area. Mm-hmm. The, they did a yeah. good job of making it look like it was, but it definitely wasn't because that marina, you can see the. The, the bridge in the background, which was the Camby Street Bridge, which ah. then the marina that they're going to is the marina, or not the Camby Street Bridge, sorry, the Burrard Street Bridge, which underneath is the Burrard Civic Marina. So that's city land. So oh. that's probably why they got the filming location there, because uh, this movie ah. wasn't a very high budget movie. So How a lot cheaper budget? to film a 7.5 million US. Right. So not low, but yeah. especially for a Hong Kong movie, that's not low, but it's it's not like crazy high. Uh, although filming here probably was a lot cheaper back in 1996, um, but it's it's funny to watch that scene uh, because it's it's right under the uh, Burrard Bridge, which I didn't recognize at first because it's hard to recognize the Burrard Bridge without seeing the top part of it. Yeah, because it has a very if you uh, for for non Vancouverites listening to this, look up the Burrard Street Bridge. It has a very unique uh, uh, look to it. It has like. It actually has like a, uh, uh, it looks like an inside area of the bridge that they'll, uh, Halloween, they used to set up uh, jack lanterns and stuff along. And it's a really cool looking bridge. Is that the bridge. one with like the, the stained glass? Yeah. Okay. It has, it has like stained glass over windows and stuff on the bridge. Uh, and then in the background behind it, uh, which was really fucking with me, there is a rail bridge that's there that no longer exists. Huh. It is gone. I, I can't remember when they tore it down. Uh, and, uh, uh, basically, uh, it, uh, it, it kind of threw me off as to where it was, uh, in the city because that bridge no longer exists. Um, but that area underneath, it looked really cool to film in. Cause it's like, yeah. a, it's like a marina with all these kind of, um, uh, like big, like boat houses for lack of a better term. I don't know. I don't fucking boat, uh, which they kind of tried to play off as houseboats. Yeah. <laughs> which they... We're clearly not houseboats. <laughs> well, at least Jackie Chan seems to say, oh, he lives in a houseboat. But then they go inside. He doesn't bring it up again. So he's just like, he just doesn't know. Yeah. So there was that area. Uh, the the um, the corner store, the supermarket that they had, 
was clearly about a block south of Victory Square. There's a, or, or not south, but a, a block away from Victory Square, which is like kind of one of the, the kind of centers of, of East, uh, not East Vancouver, but we're getting close to East Vancouver at that point. Um, that parkade is still there. It's a very recognizable kind of building with that those white arches and stuff. A lot of it was filmed around there. Very climbable. Yeah, it <laughs> looked very climbable. It still looks very <laughs> climbable. And then I think a lot of it was filmed like a little bit in Gastown, uh, which is like the historic area, and uh, quite a bit in Chinatown as well. Um, and it does look like they were actually filming in the downtown east side. It looked pretty close to Maine and Hastings at some of those points. Um, well, I mean, they were at right one next point, you could see they Science were on World. Abbott. Well, yeah. you could see Science World. Yeah, and then there was so, yeah, Science World was in the background. Uh, it was it like they were like they came around they the corner drove around of it. it. And oh, like, yeah, they did. Yeah, they they tried they to cut it very hard around it, but yeah. they, it definitely you can see the uh, the, the corner the nice of it. Side yeah. purple pink panels. We get to see our old Woolworths building. Yeah, yeah. The Woolworths building that uh, is no longer there. It's now like a super trendy high end condo building. <laughs> And that whole um, that whole uh, hovercraft chase mm-hmm. on from the water onto the beach was just in that False Creek area, and then drove up the beach in um, kind the of Science World Town <laughs> area, and then uh, and then up Pacific. <laughs> um, but that that was really cool to see, basically streets and things that. Um, are super obvious it is fucking crazy because this movie more than anything we've watched is very like so crazily vancouver and it's not even like going to like oh we're gonna sneak into like areas people don't really know about because i still don't know where that fucking wrought iron window is for uh, your movie right <laughs> i know we i really want to find out where the fuck that place is so the only thing i can think of is that the nuba near victory square has a very similar eye design on one of their windows and i'm wondering if we're all just thinking of that mm. and kind of extrapolating from there like chances are good that when these movies were made were a very long time ago i mean look how fucking different vancouver is yeah for oh, when this movie so was made different. to now that's why it's so hard to figure out where every spot is. Because, like, I roughly know where we're looking at the mountains. So I get kind of where we are, but everything is so fucking wrong. The, the easiest place to spot Vancouver um, was that uh, parkade. On top of the parkade. Yeah, on top of the parkade. You could see you my could work s- from there. You could see a very clear line uh, or clear sign of the mountains, though all the buildings in the waterfront that are you can super see water. recognizable. Yeah, you can see fucking um, uh, the convention center. Oh, and also when they were in Stanley Park, uh, across the way from uh, uh, just on the seawall, when he had just uh, taken her away from the club, they just ran away from the club. Oh, she had taken him away from the club. Mm-hmm. Very progressive. <laughs> yeah, that club was a weird scene. I, I kind of want to talk <laughs> about that now. Okay. So the club, they clearly filmed it uh, as a like metal club. Because there's a heavy metal band playing on stage. They're headbanging. They're shredding their guitars. And the music that's playing is like a... Okay, but but you have to admit that everybody who's dancing in that club was dancing to the music that was actually playing. I thought the band looked a lot like um, Faith No More. 
I kind of got that vibe from them. <laughs> so they just told the band, hey, pretend to play music. And then that's We'll what put they something came. over it. <laughs> that's that's what they came up with. Which is silly. You got to do it like fucking Ace Ventura did it and just hire Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> they uh, only had $7 million. I do. Well, it's something I love about movies when they just do shit like that. We're like, okay, we're going to have a band playing, but then we're just going to put random music over it. It's like, if you don't know what music you're playing, just don't have a band. Yeah. It's a club. Yeah. A DJ can play anything. Mm-hmm. Just but like, it was the 90s, and it was very alternative, and it, that was just the vibe. Yeah, I guess. And they had a real tiger. That was really cool. I yeah. really liked the real tiger. And he was cute. Yeah. He wanted to eat that lady. <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, where the fuck did they get a tiger around The Vancouver here? Zoo. Oh, we okay. did have a open. zoo. We oh, did have a zoo. Private Ooh. owner. We had two zoos. There was the Stanley Park Zoo and the Vancouver Zoo. There you go. Vancouver Zoo was exists. the game farm. Sorry, it's, that was the game farm yeah, at the time. Yeah, it was the game it's farm. It's now at the, the time. Vancouver Zoo. No, if if you want to look up some depressing as shit pictures, oh, go look, look up, up the Tina Stan- the Elephant. <gasps> Stanley Park Zoo. That one too. Pass. The Tina the Elephant's depressing. I, I was mean, thinking Stanley y- Park you Zoo. You can still see the corpse of Stanley Park Zoo. Mm-hmm. Oh God! And some of the enclosures. <laughs> Tina's still out there. Oh, God. <laughs> no, no, no. But the the zoo, like the, zoo the, the empty enclosures that are very depressing and sad looking. Look yeah, up the we, polar bear d- enclosure. Oh God! Uh, all listen, all of our shit said. We got that thing where they made the law about how, like, no, we can't keep dolphins anymore. So it's just that one dolphin we can't re- rehome that's all alone now. It's so sad. That's yeah. Yeah. Even when we're trying to do the right thing, we do it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Vancouver. well, now we're depressed. Yeah. Right? Um, back to this fun movie. Our, our city has some real problems, guys. Yeah, let's go back to the fun movie. I really loved the fun scene when the kid in the wheelchair got like super fucking roughed up and oh bloody. Jesus Christ, that guy just kept throwing that kid and then slapping him. <laughs> It was when Jackie came into the room after he got the gun, and you just see him sitting there in the corner bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> like, oh my god, oh my god. He just cut his lip. He's fine. He's fine. That kid basically became shorthand in this movie for is this person evil? Then he's gonna slap the shit out of the kid. Yeah. Oh, or they're gonna push him over. Uh. Oh my god. Hey, what do you suppose that like? So there's the group that wanted the diamonds, all the suit guys that were like, not the mob, I guess. What was their deal? No, they, had, they were the mob. They were? Yeah, they were the mob. White tiger. No, they were the FBI. Fucking <laughs> white tiger. God damn. Yeah, like, what were, what was, what were they trying to do? They just wanted to die. Like, just buy the fucking diamonds. What the fuck are we doing here? I'm assuming they're like stolen or no, blood diamonds. No, no, no. So I think they were going to buy the diamonds, but then they got double crossed because what? Then you see the driver drive away, and the they had the diamonds and the suitcase of cash. Did they have? Yeah, the they suitcase did. Of cash? They had so, both. So, so the, where'd the cash go? The diamond sellers were trying to. St- steal their money basically or trying to rip them off so really i should feel for those guys they just wanted their stuff back they bought it fair and square wanted their merchandise why is jackie keeping this stole this merchandise for all we know this man from uh his lawfully purchased merchandise there's a funny ending to this limo it's just like listen this isn't this is new york we're going to come to you, though. We will deliver you these diamonds. You don't have to go to some uncut gems, creepy store where you got to get, like, buzzed in a bunch. We'll just show up to you. 
And then, like, they try to get ripped off. There's like, we just wanted our diamonds. We paid for those. So yeah. sad. Everyone's stealing from them. It's poor white men. You know? <laughs> yeah, they get the shit. Biggest the victims of them all. And then that's why he gets run over by the uh, hovercraft, and all the backs of his clothes get ripped off. Oh. <laughs> and, 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 and you that's see his red butt. <laughs> Classic movie. Okay, right? What do you think is the most brutal part of this movie? Uh, the hovercraft ripping off the back of that man's clothing. <laughs> no, and clearly abrasing his buttocks badly. Jackie, but remember the wood chipper. <laughs> no, you know all those happen off screen. It was the fucking bottles, I think, because like you just watch it happen. He's getting bloodier and bloodier. Then he like gets home and he's sprawled out, all covered in blood. You know, for me, it's stupid. But the one that I winced at the most was when Jackie Chan rips off the car antenna and whips the guy. In the ass. <laughs> you really reacted to that. <laughs> Have you never been whipped in the ass with the car antenna? Uh, no. no. Have you? Yes. Your bare ass. Yes. <laughs> Why? What the How fuck life happen? do you lead? I had a psychopath for a bully in grade eight. Oh. Wow. Um, also, you know what else was a hardcore moment? Jackie Chan We're goes through. I'm just going to brush right over that, eh? Don't want to yeah, go no, into That's a therapist's job, not ours, guys. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to hear about how that kink kind of like grew in <laughs> The one that was the most, like, kind of brutal moment for me was, like, near the end of the movie. You got Jackie Chan's going through the entire movie. He's just fighting people. He's knocking them down. He's tying them up. He, he's not... Br- thing. Until they're like, no, where are the hostages? I don't know where they are. Shoots him in the fucking leg. <laughs> where are the hostages? <laughs> he really went over a fucking edge there, and they didn't really deal with it. I he's mean- a changed man now. He he he's been pushed all through this movie. He's he's taken the hits, and and he didn't kill anybody. He shot him a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. He's a pretty good shot. Yeah. Hey, I think a lot of people died in this movie. Like several, but specifically, Witchy for guy. Yeah. no, mm-hmm. okay people, good people. Mm-hmm. Jackie Chan gets back to the store to be like, oh my god, I found these diamonds. I don't, I'm not entirely sure why he went back to the store. Oh, no. Um, they, she kicked everybody out. Everybody she, go no. for lunch. Go, everybody go I for lunch. I thought she just told no, them to lock the door. Everybody go, go for lunch. Everybody go for lunch and lock yeah. the doors. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I'm like, nope, all those they, people got killed. That's, nope. that's why the store was this empty. This wasn't a Death Star when situation. You had the, uh, all the chains in the store. <laughs> okay. They if they had kept the people there, they could have warned them. Is that a structural staircase? Because they seem a to have a staircase. The staircase. <laughs> a load bearing staircase, yep. It seems like it. Load bearing what a spiral built staircase. Store. God, I really wish that building was a real building in Vancouver, though. Because right? that was fucking cool with yeah. the windmill on top and the girls, girls, girls. Yeah. What's going on there? What else are they running on the side? The supermarket and strip club. Upstairs, ah. behind uh, or around the back, in the windmill. In the windmill. <laughs> oh, it's just like Moulin Rouge. Exactly. It's a classy strip club <laughs> with like, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> <laughs> like all of the ones in Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> the penthouse and the number five mm-hmm. orange, mm-hmm. featured in Deadpool. I know. I was gonna say. Lots of, uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about the number five orange, but I've seen uh, in movies that they have really classy strippers. I, 
I like how there's a Nestor's Market across the street from the penthouse now. It used to just be late night sex workers. Yeah, that used to be a really seedy area. It used to be seedy as fuck. Depending on when I would drive home when I was working nights, I'd sometimes drive that way to go over to Canby Street Bridge. Mm. And you go past there and you just see all these women just lined up no. across the street from the strip club. Like, don't make like, eye contact. Oh. Don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Made me sad. There used to be my favorite music vin- venue in town. Richards on Richards. It was right there. Dicks, Dicks on Dicks. Dicks on Dicks. Great venue. Terrible, Terrible bathrooms. bathrooms. <laughs> what was wrong with the bathrooms? Oh, they Everything. were just... Uh, well. They were really, really bad. The, the only place that had worse <laughs> bathrooms was a, a little metal and punk club called the Cobalt from the Cobalt Motor Hotel. Uh, and those bathrooms didn't have doors. Oh, uh, One of the ladies' stalls had about maybe three feet of blue tarp that you could kind of situate in the center Ugh. for mild privacy. I <laughs> had, like, that was the fucking problem I had the Commodore as well. I went there for two shows, and both times I went there, the doors, they had doors, no locks. So you just so kind of have to like hold with them. One leg up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not comfortable. That's that's weird. The Commodore is a nice venue. Yeah, I don't know. Twice when I went there, it was in one year. Huh. Yeah. Weird. I mean, that's also the same with like most of the bathroom in the movie theaters around here. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, at like uh, Silver City uh, Riverport. I'd say seventy-five percent of those doors have locks that don't actually work, or oh, like weird. don't have they locks just spin. at all. Yeah. And it's a see-through hole. Yep. And you're like, huh, well, all right. I do not have that problem. Even the newish theater on Marine Drive uh, has like shitty locks on the doors. And Oh, uh, we only go to the VIP, so we only we have full doors. <laughs> and, pretty nice. and the annoying part about that those bathrooms, I don't know why, there's all the sinks lined up, all have the same tabs. Then one of the sinks, for some reason... <laughs> <laughs> the, the the handle on the tab is the same handle as the flush on a urinal. <laughs> so you just like pull it forward and the water comes out for five seconds. It's very strange. Someone clearly broke it very fast and they had to do a repair. Well, oh, also shout out. Uh, our city is really ghetto. All famous players in Cineplex. Motherfuckers get motion activated goddamn sinks. Stop making me push a button and be able to get five seconds of water. It's bullshit. Pisses me off every fucking time no, fuck you, you okay you just press and hold and then switch hands no but if i put my other hand up there now it's touching the thing that like poop hands have touched <laughs> that's not clean now no i agree with you that if i can step <laughs> up your game hands. cineplex also uh, get them to be a little bit longer so i don't have to like touch the back wall of the sink to get my hands in there oh yeah this is the worst <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> All right, way off. These are important things about Rumble in the Bronx. (laughs) We're talking. (laughs) No, these are important things about Vancouver. We're talking about Vancouver right now. Hey, speaking of the time, it's going to be in one minute. There was a shot that you didn't think held up very well. No, no, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to leave it cryptic there. Tasteless, (laughs) awful. I apologize to our American listeners. That was a very tasteless joke. Yes. Very. Blow past it. That's one thing you should forget. Yeah. That joke. That joke. (laughs) Okay, let's just fly on by. Okay, let's just keep going. So, hovercraft. Like, how hard is it to to pilot a hovercraft? (laughs) Very easy. Jackie Chan did it. (laughs) Yeah. I love... They fucking let him do it. (laughs) 
No, the guy gave him experience. Like, yeah, he's do this and this. And then he's like, all right, you got it. I love the ending of this movie where the cops are just like, yeah, fuck it. Let's run over some gangsters. <laughs> With a hovercraft. My favorite thing is, though, they're like, how do we justify this? It's like, they've still got control of the hovercraft. Okay. And all the guys are like handcuffed in Hang the back. Hang on one second. So if that's a real hovercraft. Yeah. And if we, um, you know, they, they borrowed that hovercraft and they were driving it around downtown, there is no way that golf course was in uh, Whistler or North Van or anywhere else. It must some- be somewhere in Stanley Park or something. No, that was in a mountain, though. Like, that was literally in mm. a valley of a but, mountain. But there were mountains drove. surrounding it. It's probably somewhere... In North Van, but on like the Fraser Riverside, I like, was I was thinking Squamish. Well, I mean Squamish could, work. and I'm thinking they just throw it on a truck and bring it up there. Either that, or they just over found... the old Coquihalla, uh, not Coquihalla, Sea the, the Sky. Sky. Yeah, but Ooh. you're not going that far up the Sea of Sky to go to Squamish. It's uh, not like you're or, going all the way to to the end of the Sea of Sky. Or they just brought the actors and cut that part where he got ran over in a, just a random field. Maybe. <laughs> but that, that golf scene, like they were in a valley. So that had to have been, it might have been, you know, it might have been uh, over by like Belcara. Because that's that's a kind of a valley area. I don't know very many uh, golf courses in Vancouver. Yeah, I don't give a fuck about golf. <laughs> University Golf Club would be pretty close to where they were filming over by UBC. Yeah, but I think that's one of the locations that I actually was able to find and it was some golf club that wasn't the University Golf Club. I mean, it there was a lot of mountains and there was that fancy building. Yeah, it, we should take Ooh, a Stanley picture. Park Pitch and Putt? Ooh. <laughs> take a picture of that building and then like Google reverse image search. <laughs> So clever. Too much work. Don't care right. enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it matters. They were in some kind of They were of a in a golf, golf course. Park. I know. It's just not. Since we're doing this whole thing about specifically shooting here. Yeah. Well, you know what? I found out the location doing some intense research. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, it was the uh, Swanasset Bay Resort and Country Club, which uh, is up by the Pritt River. Which is out uh, by uh, Pitt Meadows. Oh, what's huh. that website? It's called moviemaps.org. Oh, org. oh cool. Rumble it's, in the Bronx filming location. It's the only filming location they have on there. But So it wasn't Belcara. It was further east than that. But that would make sense because that's a valley. And that's also the Pitt River is uh, uh, an offshoot of the Fraser. So if they had a... Um, uh, a hovercraft, they could have driven the hovercraft and down the Fraser, up the pit to yeah. the golf course. Which is why I was going kind of North Van, like kind of the east of there. Yeah, that makes, like where it's situated makes sense. Yeah, it's, uh, That's awesome. Coquitlam, so close enough. In How the cock. How do you think it was to get the duct tape off of the uh, hovercraft? Oh, that was just some like, <laughs> some bullshit that they slapped on there. I, I like the attention to detail, though. Yeah, that, that was that brilliant. He slashed open the hovercraft but they with done a using giant it. sword. I know. And then taped it back it's together so again. Cute. Oh, I also, that, that sword. sword. And the fucking car that he smashes the doors off of. Ah, oh, so good. Oh, that scene is so good. That's an antique. The real sword he took. <laughs> the real sword. A real they sword. They look like that. That sword is humongous. Yeah. You know, this movie was uh, the most profitable profitable movie in China when it came out. Ooh. Yeah. Well, like it, for the week or like for... To, like 
period, the most profitable movie. Oh, wow. It, it's obviously since been eclipsed, but uh, with a budget of $7.5 million, on opening weekend, in just in the U.S., it made $9 million U.S., and overall made $75 million at the box office. Nice. So it brought back its uh, its cost tenfold. I didn't get to see it in theaters, but I did rent it on VHS, so I did my part. Yeah, this it, it was such... Yeah. It's so, so good. I now want to go and watch all of this like this era of Jackie Chan movie, like mm. early nineties. It's just it's hard to watch Jackie Chan movies now. And this is something we've kind of been avoiding talking about. But I feel like we we should acknowledge the fact that Jackie Chan has kind of turned into a an asshole. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's very one China, very big very big fan of the government. Hates his gay daughter? Yeah, he's yeah. really homophobic. He's yeah. very old, to be fair. You don't get a pass for that anymore. Ex- yeah, it's not an excuse. I think my grandparents, who like both of my grandfathers fought in World War II, I'm giving them a pass because they're very old. But we're getting to the point now where it's like, no, you know better. You've had enough time. Mm-hmm. Especially I mean, being someone that makes movies and deals with Hollywood. Yeah. No, you meet gay people. To to be fair, like very indoctrinated, um, you know, like I I, I don't know if you un- I don't think you understand kind of the the level of indoctrination that you received from formalized education. I understand that, but you also just can't give them a pass because of that. You have to be like, no, it's unacceptable. And you need to understand it's unacceptable now. I'm 65. He's really old. 65 is not old at all, especially when you're dealing on an international stage, when you're dealing with people from all over the world, when you should be exposed to different ideologies and, you know, you should be activating those critical thinking Plus, skills. you're rich. Just move from China to somewhere else. Look, you can do that. My, my parents are around that age and, like, well, they have some, you know conservative views they're not like that homophobic or anything like yeah, that Yeah, but they they didn't grow up in an environment where that that is the norm oh no they yes, absolutely they grew up they in an environment where that was oh the norm. god yes but like i i don't know if it's was to the same level uh, <laughs> maybe my mom no but my dad played football in a college ca- a in the school. 70s <laughs> like it doesn't get much more homophobic than that yeah no he like he's a jock he is a you know he's a very nice man and he's definitely like even in the 12 years that mark and i have been together i've definitely seen him you know grow and progress as a person and like yeah occasionally he does say shitty things and we don't give him a pass for them he but he learns from them because 65 isn't fucking old yeah he's also not i he he has his faults but the one thing i can say is my dad is not homophobic no he definitely has some weird views about gay people he doesn't get it but he doesn't hate it like there's no but but like they're they're trying to be progressive people but it's you know if you can also opt to not change and yeah and that kind of makes you a bad person yeah that absolutely <laughs> makes I, you I'm a bad person i'm not saying that he is not a bad person <laughs> because he's old i'm saying i'm not surprised you know they call them fairies but i've never seen him use magic <laughs> <laughs> what could a what could a person not understand about gay people there <laughs>
<laughs> I'm glad that got a laugh because I'm sitting here chuckling to myself about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and, and, but the problem is, is you got to divorce the art from the artist. I don't have to. I think you for Jackie Chan. I can though, because I think it's mostly that I don't know. I've never personally seen him say that shit. Like I've never seen an interview where he's been shitty. I've just had. I think you guys tell me that he's shitty. Well, he doesn't really do a lot of it in interviews. The the whole homophobia thing. You have to listen to his daughter speak mm. about it because that's, that's that's pretty. He's not like he's not like going to focus on the family meetings and shit like that or talking to the. No, uh, he, he doesn't RNC. promote it. No, he's just he just he, is and disowned his daughter. He's very private about it, and that's that's how it is in Asia. You're very private about it, and you have a very specific notion of what men and women should be, and beyond that, they just can't accept it. Like this happens all of the time with younger individuals current day sure. and and it happens there's shitty people too yeah. yeah no absolutely but it's you know definitely very much i think uh, of it, i i'm not surprised coming I, from him i think we do have to recognize the fact that there's only one country in asia that actually has legalized gay marriage yeah and most countries in asia don't even have legal same-sex relationships exactly so so like you know what i mean when i say yeah it's it's, it, uh, it's I, not the same to be <laughs> fair though in the 1970s in canada being gay was illegal so right. it was the same back then yeah but then but, not but then as they as they continued in their lives yeah you know, well, they went backwards is. a bit in the next decade and then slowly started creeping back to the right side of history. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, he's not like he's, you know, was it? I think Taiwan is the only one, right, that has yeah. same sex marriage. And we're technically not a country, so it's, <laughs> it's a wash, really. <laughs> <laughs> only Cindy's allowed to say that here. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's just because I'm bitter, but. <laughs> Bitter for my nation. Hey, Sorry. Didn't the Independence Party or the uh, didn't they win the last election there? Oh yeah, of course they always. Because yeah. if they don't, we we're screwed. What, but one of the weirdest quirks of history to me is that the pro Chinese or pro communist Chinese party is the KMT, the which is the party that was founded by Chiang Kai Shek, the famous anti communist that founded Taiwan. <laughs> I know. It gets really messy. It's bizarre. It is. This is bizarre. It's more the conservative view. Again, why is the conservative view pro-communist? That's really weird. Right? I guess it's the pro-whatever-is-paying-me-money side. Anyways, way off topic. Let's give our final thoughts about uh, Rumble in the Bronx. Let's talk about first, do we like the movie? And second, does it show off Vancouver well? Cindy? Uh, I really enjoyed this movie, but I love Jackie Chan movies. So I grew up watching it. Um, never seen this one, though. Uh, but yes, it does show off Vancouver very well. I loved it. I, I love pointing out all the places I recognize. <laughs> the Vancouver only <laughs> light posts. So good. So good. Yep, the exact same. I love Jackie Chan movies. I loved 
this movie I'd never seen it before I'm really glad I've seen it now and yeah no this was by far the most Vancouver-y Vancouver movie we've watched so far yeah I really liked it too uh, I thought that uh, our city was showed off pretty well here and it actually shows kind of the beauty of Vancouver quite a bit which is nice uh, and um, you know the parts that they filmed in They've changed, but they haven't changed enough for them to be unrecognizable. So you can still pretty much see everything. I, my favorite thing about this movie was them, their way of making it look more like New York was just put garbage everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Garbage and graffiti. That, yeah. that is the one thing. Our city's like fucking spotlessly clean compared to other North American cities. Yeah. Um, so yeah, our city is not that garbage filled. Yeah. But I, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I was a bit worried it wouldn't hold up, but I've been very I was really choked when we kept like not having time to watch it. Because I'm like, no, I'm so excited to watch this again. And I'm glad it all paid off. I was really worried it was gonna be like, Oh, it's not very good. Oh, also, uh, shout out to my most hated thing from nineties movies, kid playing with a handheld video game console with a game in the system. <laughs> the worst. Did I say with? Yeah. Oh, with it. said with a game in the system. And I'm like, oh, is that is that your complaint? Nope. <laughs> Although, uh, to defend my choice of a movie, there was a game in the Game Boy that the Fonz was playing. <laughs> it was your <laughs> game. Off. It was my game. My Game God, Boy. God, you still have that? You should, like, you should box some shit up that was in that movie and make it like a movie prop thing and then put a picture of the movie. No, my brother has the Game Boy, which he's now modded to have a backlit screen. And uh, my dad, unfortunately, got rid of a bunch of the props. We were over there the other night, and I made a comment about, hey, can I get those those balls mm-hmm. from the movie? And he was like, I don't know where those are. Oh, those are gone. no. And I looked on the, on the shelf in the living room where they always used to be, and he's right. They were gone. That's Probably so sad. Probably got rid of them when he got rid of those fucking creepy clown dolls. No, don't even talk about those creepy clown dolls that my dad used to keep on the... On the wow! In the living room on the shelf, clowns were nice and there to bring joy. His name was Finkel. It's a good clown name. No, I like that. Finkel really the clown. Gross. It was really terrible. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for listening. Oh wait, no, we got to do what uh, our next movie is gonna be. So we've done, uh, we've done Rumble in the Bronx. We've done Sanic. Uh, we've done Dad's Weeks Off, and so now we have Cindy's pick. Uh, what did you pick, Cindy? All right, so I really wanted to find a movie where um, Vancouver actually plays itself. The TV show Continuum. <laughs> through the Blue Lens. Deadpool. Oh, God, through other, the Blue Lens. Other than Deadpool, because <laughs> we already talked about Deadpool in this on this uh, podcast. Um, but uh, And you'd be surprised how hard this is, because there's only a handful of movies that are set in Vancouver, and... Surprisingly, a bunch of them are not filmed in Vancouver. <laughs> They're filmed somewhere else on some stage or in some street in America. And you're like, why? You know what? I bet you why that happens is they write the movie like, I've got a genius idea. We'll make it Vancouver, Vancouver. We'll save so much money. And then they're like, oh, wait, the BC government took away the tax credit. So we're like, we're not going to go there anymore. But I found one. And, and this is a uh, Canadian story, a Canadian film um, about Vancouver, set in Vancouver, filmed in Vancouver, uh, called Meditation Park. Hmm. Never heard of it. 
I have heard, I don't know if I've heard of this one or there's another movie by the same director. I knew about one of them. So it's done by a uh, Canadian filmmaker, um, Mina Shum. And so I, I haven't actually seen the film, but very good reviews at uh, the Toronto International Film Festival and the Vancouver International Film Festival a couple years ago. So uh, let's all make sure we watch that. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Brad. All right. Well, let's uh, watch that. And it's available on uh, Google Play and Apple. iTunes. iTunes. And, and uh, YouTube. YouTube. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening. If you like the podcast, like, subscribe, share. You can come visit us on SoundCloud at Cinematic Dissonance, on Facebook at Cinematic Dissonance, on Instagram at CD Podcast, or you can email me at cinematicdissonance at gmail.com. That's cinematicdissonance at gmail.com. Don't do it. Don't do it because he'll send you a old cushion <coughs> for your wheelchair and it's going to have a hole in it. It's not going to be very comfortable Ugh. and it will not have diamonds. It'll be zero diamonds. It'll just be weirdly sticky inside. <laughs> <laughs> smells like farts. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. All right. Well, thanks for listening. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Later. Thank you.